0: Like two weeks ago, I got a call from like a, or I got a text from a 505 number, that's area code back home, that said, yo, Kiki, I'm at your house. <laughs> okay? So then I was like, wrong number. And then he wrote, I'm just gonna read this whole conversation because just do it blows my mind. He goes, I'm assuming it's a he, maybe not. He goes, this isn't your number. And I said, I'm not Kiki. And he said, oh. Then like a day later, he wrote, then who is this? (laughs) And I was like, not Kiki, or a person that knows anyone named Kiki. And then he was like, oh, then who? And I was like, well, and he was like, huh? I was like, you don't need to know that. Good luck with Kiki. (laughs) And then he wrote, FR? I don't know if that's just like... uh,
1: For real? Oh, yeah,
0: okay. Thanks. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if that's fat thumbs. Uh, um, cause I have fat thumbs and making plenty of mistakes. So he said, for real, who is this? And I didn't respond cause I was like, Dude, yeah, like whatever. So that was on August 13th. This morning at 1030 in the morning,
1: I get a text that says, hi. Like what? <laughs> Are we going to become friends? What? I don't understand. How
0: weird. Like I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I guess I should meet up with this guy. Thr-
1: what? This person who accidentally texted you, <laughs>
0: who's in two states away from me. I mean, oh obviously he doesn't know that I'm not that right. I'm in California, but just that I'm no. not Kiki. Just that I'm not <laughs> Kiki.
1: You know, talking about Starbucks made me think of. I don't know if you saw my tweets, but a couple days ago, I got a the. I wanted to try the pumpkin cold brew. Mm, which by the way, way it fucking because like everyone talks about cold and they're like oh it's so intense and I'm like but it's just coffee like you're still drinking coffee right no it's really no. different um I don't understand coffee really but it is very different I felt very like different. I was high and yeah. I and I actually was very very sober because I was at work and I don't do anything at work right um, well I do stuff at work which is why <laughs> I don't do any up. kind of <laughs> drugs <laughs> um but yeah so uh Fun fact, it made me quite wired. I think I entertained my coworker a lot. But but I, I liked it, but yeah, it was a tent. But, um, so you know how they don't like using straws anymore? Yeah. So they do the, uh, the basically like a sippy cup, which is kind of annoying because I'm almost always wearing lipstick, but it works. It's like mm-hmm. easy to use. Yeah. Well, then they have another one, which I, Brenna told me is probably the, like how it connects to the cold brew machine. But so it's like, it's not a little like cup. How it's like a whole, no, it's not a slit. It's like, it's not like in the edge of the cup. It's like in the like center of the cup. It's like a, a, it's weird to me. It's very weird. And you're supposed to drink out of that? Yes, which I hate. I feel like you spill all over yourself. I did. I did. And I tweeted and I didn't tag Starbucks. I didn't hashtag anything. Uh I was just making a joke and I was like, my perfume today is Pumpkin Cold Brew. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I like spilled because of the lids, whatever. And Starbucks DM'd me and was like, we're so sorry about this. And I was like, I'm just clumsy. You're fine. And they're like, no, like, we really apologize. I'd like to make this right. And they okay, change me, all of your lids? I, like, no, well, <laughs> how they, are you going to make it right? They gave me $7.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm going to tweet about... I mean, that lid is ridiculous. I will never it be is. able if that's how, no, I, how I was
1: thinking it. It's all, let me see. I wonder if I can find a picture of it. Because honestly, I fucking hate it. I've got it multiple times. This. Oh, yeah, that one's fine. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Look how open it is. Yeah, I, sorry,
0: that's on you. That's, that's very easy to drink out of. No, it's
1: not. <laughs> Look how big it is. I've had these before. And you get ice drinks, and the ice doesn't move through a hole that it can clearly fit through. No. You're full of shit.
0: I'm serious. I've gotten the cold brew cold foam. That was my go-to drink for a while.
1: That... I love them. I I think it's the perfect solution to the straw problem. There's one that is just like this, but closed more. (laughs) Is that fucking annoying? Oh, my God. We are just about to go to Starbucks.
2: (laughs) What happens? <laughs> my so my computer didn't stop working at all, and then um, I meant to say did. Oh, you started that conversation
0: as my computer didn't stop working. Oh, and yeah. i was confused.
1: Okay, it did stop Your, working. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Hi. 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's 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 do this before we lose you. So, hi, I'm Kayla. Hi, I'm Janie. And I'm Helene. And this is High Crime, and today is a really interesting episode because Helene wanted to take the reins. So, I actually won't be telling a story this episode. I kind of feel like that episode of Friends where Monica lets Rachel cook, cook a dessert.
2: Yes. we're oh, yeah. we, recording right now? Yeah. Yeah. I just got the zoom up and my computer back on. Now I need to pull up my notes again.
0: All right, so what else should I tell? I've been I think I've just been going on like a she's just been telling stories. Yeah, 40 minute monologue to give my content. I'll never actually do a story. I thought about I thought about doing it um, at work and then I called in to work on Friday.
1: Oh. You call in a lot.
0: I do call in a lot.
1: Call in,
2: Whatever. like go to work.
1: I know, right? She says call
0: in instead of call out. Yeah, it's an East Coast West Coast thing. I don't, I don't like call out.
1: I don't like call in. You're calling call. in. Calling you. You're calling out. You're gonna be out of work. How do you do that? You call in. You when you call, you call anywhere. not Why do you have to call in a direction? Well, yeah. You were at work. You see, be calling. You're, you've upset Daisy. Daisy, come here. Yeah.
2: You've upset Daisy, Jamie.
1: But I
0: was actually sick because it's eighty-five degrees in my house, and has been for the last nine days. So I had a major migraine. Also, because I don't believe in drinking water, I absolutely hate the way water tastes. <laughs> I do too. It's disgusting. I think it's the water out here is especially gross. Um. And also, so, like, I realized a couple, like, four days into it that I needed to drink water, but I, I wouldn't. So what I do to hydrate when I need to actually hydrate... No. I do drink milk. I consider <laughs> that to be a meal as well. Um, as in that I have, like, seven of them in a row. Uh, <laughs> but I normally get juice. But I didn't get paid till Thursday, and I was, like, straight up completely <laughs> out of money. Like, I gave the gas station two dollars and I was like here you go I need to get gas and he was <laughs> like you drive a diesel that costs four dollars a gallon on a good day and I was like yeah just, I'll take the fumes. it just has to get me home <laughs> but yeah so I was out of money so I couldn't even buy juice and of course I'm not going to start drinking water so I got
2: really sick I've been really day. I've been really bad at drinking water too and I think it's because there's no one to give it to me
0: Good oh, point. Fine. No. Right? No. Very I'm good. so glad we could relate. Absolutely. Uh, Seamus would make me drink water. He'd bring it to me in bed with a straw ice because I would sit there and I would complain and I'd be like, I have a headache. And he's like, you need to drink water. Oh my but God. But I refused to say, he'd baby me into it. Um, Even LT would, like, would text me and be like, have you had a glass of water yet? It'd you know what? Like, you very very never did enough. tell
1: us about your breakup.
0: Oh yeah, LT and I broke up. Um. Oh no. A friend breakup because. (laughs) She's gotta twist that knife. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Friend
1: breakup.
0: A friend breakup. Um, yeah, no, it was, he was basically told me that I was sucking the life out of him
1: and. Is that what that tweet was about the mm -hmm, other day? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was directed at me and I was like, are we in a fight?
0: (laughs) No, it was one, it was my third (laughs) other friend here. Um. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, you suck the life and energy out of me, I can't do, like, what I want to do with myself, and like, blah, 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 and then he talked about, like, when my mom came to visit, and we all went to the beach, and he was like, you think, he was so rude about it, he was like, bro, you think I want to drive two hours to the beach to meet your mom? And I was like, yeah. But you did. And he was like, yeah, you yeah. did it because I thought, and I was like, I told you from the get-go that this wasn't going to be anything more. So it
1: was just, he was, he was hurt that you wouldn't date
0: him. But, yeah, but also, like, he was, like, basically saying, oh, I went not do that for a friend. And I was like, what kind of friend? Like, if I had a friend that wouldn't meet my mom, I wouldn't be friends with them either. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, Exactly. I'm not sleeping
1: together.
0: Exactly. And, like, I understand if not, like, not all my friends have to meet my parents, because I hate meeting parents, but, like, you know my mom. But it's Susie. Also, like, you know my mom's coming from New Mexico. You know we spend, like, I would talk to LT or CLT every single day. Like, I, yeah. If you were my friend, I'd want you to meet my mom too, and I would expect you to drive two hours to the beach. There's no question.
1: So yeah,
2: so, meeting so, parents also, is
1: also two hours. I went too, and I came from here, and I drove myself as well. So like,
0: yeah, it's not. It, it, we just fucking went to the beach. It's not two hours. And had you wanted to go to the beach earlier and spend the whole day there, like we did, we could have gotten a ride. <laughs>
2: also meeting parents is weird and if he didn't want to go then he should have just said like hey I don't want to meet your mom that's too weird for me
1: that's something I feel is always the situation like I think once you agree to do something you're not allowed to complain about it like at my old my old job when my psycho boss like encouraged me to go home for Christmas and then I came back and then for a year she used that as a reason not to give me a raise it's like well you start when you first started you went away right away I'm like no you fucking approved it if you had said no I wouldn't have thought and been like that's not fair I would have been like oh I get it I just started but you can't say yes and mm-hmm. then later be like well it wasn't okay no it's done no you agreed. you basically signed the fucking contract you're done
0: sorry don't ring it up later nope you made it nope
1: to- he also kept talking about he kept being like
0: and I'm like like saying like he's sucking I've been sucking life out of him for so long and I'm like but you made that choice over and over again I mean honestly that's on you well
1: we even got into a fight about it at first and like I would like I talked to him yeah and like and then sometimes when we went out as friends like I teased him a little bit like when he was talking about that friend that like oh she's just like so into him and he doesn't care and I'm like that sounds familiar yeah like he knew Ah. knew what it was (laughs) I would
0: tell him all the time, too. And we hadn't been sleeping together for, like, the last two months or something. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I
1: mean, you clearly
0: know we're just friends.
1: One of, the, one of the reasons your relationship was so flummoxing to me was because you were incredibly upfront about the fact that you did not want to date him. And he still was acting like a boyfriend or a partner. And he was like, like, he would, like, bring her stuff or, like, Trying to help her smoke less and like all the stuff he help was doing. Help drink water. It yeah, it's so extra that it's like.
0: <laughs> Call me and wake me up in the morning. It's so
1: strange. I'm and just- to be so like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And it's like you. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you, but you don't have. You're not in the position. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're not in the position to complain when you've been given the situation outright and chosen against recommendation not to do. Like, yeah,
0: no, I love this. I just want to say like Helene being weirdly pointing a popsicle because I realize I talk over you all the time as we talked about. So I like this, like raise your finger. I have a interjection.
2: That's what I was doing. That's what I was, I was like, Hey, (laughs) your (gasps) thoughts, Helene. Yes. Oh, so on this theme of give an inch, take a mile friendships. Oh, Do I have a salary about- for you? No.
1: Shit. Also, real I- quick, where did you get a Popsicle stick?
2: So I got went to Trader Joe's and I got the cold brew latte Popsicles, which are amazing because they're not just like coffee ice cream. They are legit cold brew latte Popsicles. So it is 100% cold brew coffee in a Popsicle form. And that is what I ate.
1: That's amazing. Wow.
2: Yeah,
0: Trader Joe's. And as
2: part of the
1: we should go to Trader Joe's and we can get wine too.
0: Yeah, one, well, I need to get um their pancake mix
1: too. Okay. All right. Thank you for giving us that oh. great idea. Yeah. I thought I needed to go grocery.
2: Yeah. Let's just get two go. boxes.
1: Okay. A so box. Mm-hmm. It's so funny cuz earlier in this discussion I was saying that I didn't realize that cold brew was such a different beast than a regular coffee. Um, oh yeah and I had the pumpkin cold brew the other day and um yeah I felt it
0: I had one time I went to work I was working a double so I worked in the morning and then I had a break and then I was gonna work at night again and my friend Rhett we went to um satellite which is like a local one back home that's irrelevant <laughs> anyways dang how tired I was but how it's really hard for me to drink a lot of coffee because it hurts my stomach mm-hmm. like if I drink a lot without eating a lot and then yeah I don't oh for sure that um so he was like get the cold brew but it was the cold brew with three shots of fucking espresso in it ah! it's called like no! black velvet or something like something ominous
1: like that oh my god
0: I was at work and I legitimately and I've had panic attacks I've done too many drugs. I've literally, I've had this feeling. It was the most intense I thought I was having a car attack.
1: Oh my gosh. That's like someone posted one of my, like those cousins who like aren't really cousins, but are, um, she posted a meme the other day that I screenshot because I was like, this is my relationship to coffee. Um, you can keep talking cause I'll have to find I was it. I'm just thinking that
0: we really ah. should have those pumpkin
1: spice lots. I know. Why don't we post we? I want
2: to try that.
1: Yeah. I
2: want to try the foam cold brew, even though I just had only a cold brew popsicle and then immediately had a panic attack. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, because it's cold brew. Yeah.
2: Like flying out of your seat. Um, it's like you go into another dimension, I think with cold brew and that's not addressed yeah. enough in, in no, the, um,
1: it isn't because I really didn't realize
2: the Food and Drug Administration is trying to trick us into drinking crack and the, uh, <laughs> the, well, that's the crack like, on the street Tom is not me. as powerful as cold brew coffee.
1: Well, and you've got mail. Tom Hanks says, um, they'll, they'll hate us. It's like, they'll hate us, but we'll get them in the end. And he's like, why? Because we'll sell them legal addictive stimulants. <laughs> and that's <laughs> thing about books. But I just love that line because I'm like, that's so true.
2: Can we talk about how Tom Hanks shares our sun sign?
1: That was like the most amazing news I ever discovered. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course he is. He's so wonderful and lovely.
2: (laughs) That's what all cancers say about ourselves.
1: (laughs) What does that mean?
2: We're all cancers (laughs) here.
1: You don't like Tom Hanks? I think Tom Hanks is kind of basic.
2: He's and America's
1: dad. I don't think he's
0: ever taken a challenging... with Really? An,
1: he played a... In the, like, early 90s, he played a man who dies from AIDS. So yeah, but he never
0: plays a villain.
1: Because he's not a villain. Or,
0: like, any sort of character that's nothing but pure goodness. And for that, not saying that he is a bad actor... That's not true. When is wonder he played someone that's, like, not...
1: Like, he's been in a bunch of he's been a bunch of weird people like lady killers and stuff
0: I guess but it's like in the end he has a heart he always plays someone that has a heart and I'm not saying he's a bad actor but I can't determine that he's a good actor without seeing him in a more diversified role
2: Jamie cut him some slack he has an adult son whose name is Chet and is a rapper okay I mean, she's, she has a, she, she has an adult she just wrote with
1: rapper, up the river, so with a white rapper, so That's true. She has no room to judge. Lawrence, so it's even was
2: it um was it Machine Gun Kelly? Yep.
1: That was it. <laughs> she wishes. Wait, is, I never Is Shut the one in How funny? Uh what? No, that's Colin. Colin's great. No, Colin's great. Really like Colin's great. He also played the priest that had creepy sexual attention with Peggy and Mad Men.
0: I don't, I, like I said, I've seen very limited Mad Men. Have you
1: seen Mad Men?
2: I have watched all of Mad Men.
1: I was going to say, you, especially like with your fashion background, I'm like, how would you not watch Mad Men? Mm.
2: And I once looked at, through my eye socket, the um, guy who plays Roger Sterling in an elevator at a fancy oh, internship you, I you once told had. Me that.
1: You, you told me that because he's, he's yes. silver fox.
2: Yeah. Um, I could not look at celebrities in the eye. <laughs> that was in my contract. He I, was in my end.
0: Is he the guy that kind of looks like Anderson Cooper? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yes. Actually, also, silver fox. One of the episodes I've seen a lot is where this like I had to, I had to use it in one of my, um, oh, when I taught Fran French English in France, Jesus Christ, like <laughs> a little um, lesson plan on accents. And so I did, like, the clip from Fargo, where they're, like, talking to the, the guy that's, like, shoveling his snow, and he's like, oh, yeah? Like, where's the killer? And he's like, oh, over there. Whatever. <laughs> and then I did, like, a southern one, but then I did an Oklahoma one, because my family's from Oklahoma, and it's an episode where this guy comes in and he's talking about, like, pitching cigarettes, and the mm. silver fox is there. Yep, and that's true. Yes. Tray. And that's the only reason I know who you guys are talking about Amazing. is because he's there.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. ah he's also the guy who's into golden showers on um sex in the city
1: yeah oh. and What's carrie it? was like purposely like well she's just living your life basically she was not drinking water so that she wouldn't have to pee so that she couldn't pee on yeah <laughs> instead oh, of just I'm telling gonna. him i won't do that
0: i'm not gonna do that um that's amazing and isn't he also a desperate housewife He's the one that hits Eva Longoria's car and he's, like, a senator or something?
1: He does often play senators, but I'm not sure. I can't remember.
2: I um, know someone who knows a senator who likes to pee on them.
1: I mean, I just assume all what senators senator? do.
2: Oh, I can't say that because I know the person who knows them. Okay, so, uh, take a guess. And that's your answer.
1: This has all just been a huge tease. So I'm going to read you that meme that I found and it honestly wasn't worth how much I looked for it, but I'm still going to read it. I already forgot what the meme was about.
2: Kayla, do you know what's happening in the U.S. government these days? Do you want high crime to get shut down for perjury?
0: I was wondering where we were going yeah, there, I like, like, the what? senator listening, and he knowing that we're talking about golden showers. You it. guys,
2: everybody is listening. The government's listening. Your mom's listening. The CIA. Just kidding. Oh, I my mean. My mom
1: is listening.
2: My mom is listening. That's a definite.
0: Hi, Maggie. I already said hi to Maggie earlier.
1: I know, but I just <laughs> felt yeah, that I, was a good time.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Hi, Maggie, and hi, Susan. Not my mom.
1: And
2: hi, Susie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mom won't. She actually showed some interest last time she was out here, and I was like, or no, I went to Phoenix. Anyway, I was like, I don't think you're gonna like it. Like,
1: I think my mom always tells me, yes, like... maybe because you say that she's old as fuck all the time? <laughs> 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 I
0: followed up with the She Does Try Yeah. Um. No, I just, my mom was always like, I don't want to know too much about your life. Because she's like, I think it's weird when people talk to their moms about, like, everything. And
1: she's just basically old. sex.
0: Yeah. That's she, fair. That's she, fair. She I don't does. want to talk to my mom about sex. Sorry, exactly, exactly. exactly. And so I feel like it'd be too Mine much is for just her. applying lotion I mean, into yeah.
1: using the screen as her mirror right now. Milk. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. Wait, are you ordering the latte? No, because it's,
0: like, $3. And I'm like, we can just walk over there.
1: Right.
0: All right. All right. Helene,
1: uh, wait, hold on. Real quick. The <laughs> meme was <laughs> me, If you drink this coffee, you're gonna get jittery and anxious and you're gonna feel sick later. Hard same. My brain. Good bean juice tastes like chocolate. Make me go fast. <laughs> <laughs> good bean juice. <laughs> it's so true. That's how I am. I'm like, I know that like when I you can you can know whether or not I've had my Whether or not I've had coffee, by whether or not I'm like rattling my foot like this at the desk, like I'm like running a little marathon under my desk. I was doing that one time in the car with my dad, and my dad was like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, you do
2: that. It creeps me out, honestly. (laughs) I love I love when I have like a tick or like I'm doing something and that I don't notice, and then like especially if I'm on a date and someone's like, Helene, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, why? What's up?" And they're like, "Oh, you're like doing this thing," and I'm like like oh god
1: yeah i i know that i'm doing it but it is also involuntary but I, I like see it and i'm like okay can everyone else notice this so good to know that they can yeah
0: i mean if it <laughs> make you feel better my tick is that i stick out my tongue when i'm concentrating really hard and that's a huge reason why steve nash is my favorite basketball player because he does the same thing
1: yeah nice all right i chipped now, my nail polish wait what about nail polish
2: I chip my, like, I'll, like, just start, like, scratching off my nail polish. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And, like, I don't notice I'm doing it. And then I'm, like, all right, got to scale it back.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. after, what is it, like? I feel like I've been much here for Oh, yeah, after
2: Much Ado. Here we go. Elaine, take it. Okay. A one, a two, a three. That is my acoustic set. No, just kidding. I would never subject anyone to that.
1: Yeah, um, I was about except, to for the computer,
2: except my, except my, uh, voice notes on iTunes, okay. i that's iPhone.
1: Where it belongs Is there a computer okay. behind your computer?
2: What's no, that's my-, my TV.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I wish I had a computer that big. Then should- I probably wouldn't have any problems. I
1: have one at work. It's awesome. I love having two screens. Oh.
2: Jealous. Two screen, two screen privilege.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They got me a new screen, but they didn't get me two screens.
1: My dad, I told my dad that and he was like, I have three.
2: (laughs) I love it. One screen, two screen, three screen. Blue screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. We have been talking for so long now that people are probably like, what the fuck show is this? Yeah. And I like, I'm- if we have anyone who was like, oh my God, no, you have to listen to this. It's my oh, friends. It's so good. And they turn it on and they're like, why wow. are they doing Dr. Seuss rhymes? Where is the murder?
0: I'm so sorry. Blame <laughs> go. Also, I'm getting hot. And I want the well,
1: hot Because I turned, I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. All
2: okay. right. All right. Let's go. Woo! Um. Woo. Okay so welcome to this very special episode where I did the research which never happens and <laughs> yes
0: finger up so that we yes. talk over yes. each other. and we're all three here yes all three of us
2: yay it, it was a lot of turmoil we fought some demons but we're here <laughs> so this is a very special episode um, I kind of had a really shitty week um, in that I lost two friends to the same cancer um, from completely different areas of my life, like totally different areas of life. And they're both gone in the same, within like a three-day period. So I went to a um, wake service. And then I also was talking to my other friend's family in Texas and being like, like, you know, what a sweet, beautiful, and they were both two awesome people. Like, we knew each other in totally different ways. Both had um, stage four colorectal cancer. So fuck cancer. The second thing is that they both loved our podcast.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. So one of them is an older friend and um, they're just like, the, they were like the sweetest person ever. I'll call them Jay because they had a fancy job, and, like, there's actually a scholarship named after them now, so, like,
1: what? yeah. What? Shit.
2: Yeah. So, this is in honor of Jay, who really actually loved high crime and really wanted to meet Kayla and Jamie, too, oh. and so it's really sad, so if you're, if there is Stitcher, Google, or Spotify, and iTunes up in the big clouds in the sky, you're being honored in this podcast today. Good oh,
0: for you, Jay. Hello, I'm so sorry we didn't meet you in this in this being stage.
2: And, and then Corinne was my friend um, from a friend group that I met in therapy, actually. And um, we were part of like a fun group therapy friend group. And now she's gone too from the same cancer. And she was 25 and she was a playwright. Oh. Jay, I actually met through Tinder and we became friends that way and, um, you
1: know, that was,
2: was time. Yeah. yeah, and Jay and Corinne both also queer, and so part of the big old community, and that is why I am dedicating this murder story to them today, and they would want nothing else than for me, in their honor, to dedicate an insane murder to them, because that's how friendships with me work.
1: <laughs> I, yes, I would, that. I would expect the same. I love that. Oh, Sorry. I would like to. (laughs) to (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) So this. I'm seriously so excited. Yeah, I'm a
2: story. Yes, me too. So this is a story about two lesbian serial killers. What? What? It's like Bonnie and Clyde, except way more fucked up. Okay. Very gay and takes place in rural Michigan, which honestly is so like this takes place in the late 80s at a time when there was like katie lang and the indigo girls and michigan fest which was like where all these like hairy lesbians would go in a forest and like listen to indie folk and have sex and like i'm so glad that i'm part of a generation that's allowed to be like queer and hot and like wear normal clothes and like i don't know wear shoes that are fun and not like (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so this is Back Then, and so I'm going to take you aback all the way to 1988.
1: I love eights. It's my favorite number.
2: So technically, I'm taking you back to 1987, but they were apprehended in 1988, and so I feel like that's a big benchmark. Perfect. So that I'm I intru- am introducing you to the uh lethal lovers, which is uh their crime name. What? Of- what
1: crime name. The, the lethal, lethal lover. Lethal le- oh. lesbian lovers. Do you hear my lips?
2: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> it's okay. Jamie, le- say
2: that once more with your beautiful lisp.
0: No. <laughs> I'm gonna say it with my <laughs> lisp. Okay. Lethal. Lethal
2: lesbian
0: lovers, yes, thank you guys. We, have
2: we you. are talking about the lethal lovers, Gwen Graham and Catherine Wood. So, Gwen Graham was your kind of typical, um, like midwestern 80s butch lesbian, big sunglasses, huge mullet, like brooding, like, um. Gallop about town um and uh catherine catherine or kathy wood was your kind of like is your femme housewife turned lesbian lover of the butch uh gwen graham so it is one of those stereotypical stories of like like sexual tension insanity and intrigue um and If you're not familiar with queer culture, you'll know that you wouldn't know that this happens a lot. Like housewives in unsatisfactory marriages with their husband, maybe they have one or two or three or four kids. They see like a butch lesbian and they're like, oh, finally, this person is like, will save me from my life of misery. And then they like become super obsessed with the butch. This is like a trope and it happens and like I'm so glad that I'm like bringing this to light as like a thing that like regularly happens. You're I'm- welcome America. <laughs> okay, first of all, if you've ever wor- watched the movie The Greatest Show, the um the dog the Christopher oh, Guest Best in Show. Yes, Best in Show.
1: Uh, <laughs> Jennifer
2: Coolidge's character and um what's her face is char- Jane Lynch's? Oh, char-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's totally, like, the rich old lady, like, going for, like, the, like, first butch she sees, and is, like, that one.
0: That's amazing. And I love that show. That's such that a good movie. movie.
2: And anytime time I've dated someone who's, like, masculine, and, like, not a cisgendered man, like, older women will... Hit on them in front of me, and I'm like, "Excuse, oh if you wanted to be queer, you can divorce your husband, come out, go date single people, and have respect for other feminine women." But it's all good. This kind of trope, this weird trope, kind of comes to play in this story, okay. as you'll see, play out. Um, and there is a little bit of truth. I so, what do you think, fam? Like, there, (laughs) this, I feel like in queer relationships, things can get haywire very quickly, and I blame it somewhat on that we're not brought up with all of the cultural norms. I would say even for casual relationships today in um, heterosexual relationships, like, we are in a totally new generation of what it means to be living, loving, laughing, and dating and do you yeah. think that some of the craziness comes from the fact that we don't have these norms spelled out for us the way that our kind of parents and grandparents did or is it that or maybe there's more high stakes in a queer relationship or I don't know but
1: I mean I think I can't speak to the queer relationship that could be true but I think it definitely is like not knowing because the the old rules don't apply you know like oh yeah. how long should you do this and mm-hmm. how long this and like I was out with someone the other day and he he like made some comment about like you know wanting to text me but not wanting to like come on too strong and mm-hmm. I'm just like I just like I can't care about rules anymore yeah like they're just everything has changed so much it's so different you're wrong no matter what you do so just like do what you want to do yeah and
0: I actually, one of my friends were out here recently, we were talking about this, and um, it's like how I still catch myself, like that idea of like feeling shame or like setting the. okay, so like I have this thing where I think if I sleep with someone on the first date, that we're never gonna be serious, because like mm-hmm. we have, and it's completely based, it's like I wanna have sex with them, they totally wanna have sex with like we're both, it's, yeah. you know. We both want to have sex with each other and then we do that and then I feel guilty about it or like that it can't be anything serious. Mm -hmm. Literally just based on like the culture we live in. So I feel like that's why it's so difficult because we've been brainwashed to think like, oh, if you sleep with someone like I mean, this is my experience in heterosexual, like wherever I came from kind Mm -hmm. of deal. But um like if you sleep with someone, then you have to have emotions for them. And so then that's where this whole idea of like ghosting and people get upset, and it's like actually if you that and thought about it and didn't, like, if you actually just straight up thought about sex and not the really, like, ties that go onto it, you wouldn't have emotions for someone that you slept with once that you met two days ago. And so you wouldn't be upset when they ghosted you. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, so self-creative.
2: Yeah. I also have emotions for people I made sustained eye contact with three days ago. And- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. I can so bond with you on this because I was talking – so I was talking to my friend Donna that we gave basically a full-size ad to last episode, but yeah. it wasn't an ad. We just love She's her. She's great. Um, but so I was talking to her, and I was talking about like, you know, I am started kind of dating uh, recently, and so I'm like talking, you know, you have your Tinder or your Bumble or whatever, and you're like talking to different people. And I was like waiting for someone to text me back, but then I was like mad at myself for waiting for mm-hmm. them to text me back, and I was talking to my friend, and first she was like, like, don't be mad at yourself. Like, we, you know, let ourselves get wrapped up in things. It's yeah. human, whatever, whatever. And then she was like, well, well, what do you want to happen? Like, who do you want to text you? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I just want attention. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I yeah. don't know. I really don't know what I want. And I don't know what I'm supposed to want. I don't know what I'm supposed to want. But I don't know. It's just like. That's why I think that, like, you – get wrapped up in this
0: idea about, like, having feelings for something, someone, but it's really, you just want, I mean, like, in the beginning, it's, you can't really, I don't think you can fall in love with someone, like, on the spot, so it's just that you want attention, like, mm-hmm. you you have feelings towards wanting attention, you don't necessarily have feelings towards that person, person specifically. Yeah.
1: And then, oh, wow. I totally forgot why I brought up Donna, yeah. but I was, when she asked me that, I was joking that I was like Tina Belcher, because it's like, when I'm with one of them, I'm like, oh, I, want, I really want to be around him. Like, he's great. Yeah. And then I'll, like, talk to other people, and I'm like, yeah, like, they can text me, but, like, I want him to text me. And then I'll go out with that other person, and I'm like, okay, I want him to text me. Like, yeah. it's just, like, I, I have a crush on, like, every boy I meet. Yeah. It's just, like...
0: Same. And it's just because I want people to tell me I'm pretty.
2: <laughs> Same. There's, there's a meme of a plant, and it says, just water me and tell me I'm pretty, and that's my life just... <laughs> life motto please just tell me i'm pretty
1: there's also a lizzo song called water me
0: i was gonna say and legit i have my significant others provide water for me because i won't drink it otherwise
1: so
2: (laughs) (laughs) jamie needs a boyfriend in the apocalypse
0: i really do but i'm gonna tell you a story about a date i went on later but i don't want to like break up the flow of this murder
1: okay
2: all right, so let's get back to some lesbian yes. murder, yes. and 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 this conversation was not for naught um, because it really does involve a lot of, a lot of things without attachment, about identity, so here we go. The two women um, met at the Alpine Manor Nursing Home in Michigan um, shortly after Gwen Graham, the Mulleted 80s Butch uh, moved from Texas to Michigan. So she rolls in on her motorcycle, which I don't know if she had a motorcycle or not, but I'm just imagining it.
0: Wait, but they're going, I don't think she would if they're living in a nursing home, right? Like, are they
2: like. No, 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 no. They met at a nursing home because they work there.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um... I, mean, I don't know. They go on to commit murder, so maybe they're in really good shape,
2: like my mom. But my that would mom- be amazing. <laughs> That's a crime I wish, I really wish that this was, that was the start of the crimes that they committed together, because it just is kind of grim, but also so insane. The okay. details just, are just like, yes, chef's give kiss. Okay. okay, so, um, uh, Gwen, Graham moves, uh, to Michigan, starts working at the Alpine Manor nursing home as an aide and, uh, meets, uh, Kathy Wood there, the housewife, uh, married housewife. They quickly became friends, fast friends, wink, wink. And, (laughs) and then shortly became lovers in 1986. So from the time That they became, that they met, became friends and lovers in 1986, and were later apprehended in 1988 for all of their insane murders. That was just two years.
0: They
1: met in 86. Yep. Wow, Wow. that is so.
2: Yeah, talk about people talk about lesbians u-hauling. This is this is some kind of next level shit. Yeah.
0: Um, You said earlier that they commit their murders in 87, so they're only friends. For like a year before they start killing people,
2: right? Yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel good. About so, that. so what's really interesting, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little piece of this now because I don't want to ruin some of it. But they actually based an American Horror Story episode on both of them, but in a shitty move, they made them sisters in the American Horror Story episode what? of of uh, the Roanoke nurses. So that was in season six oh, in the farmhouse. Um, so they met when they were 24, 25 years old and then were both arrested at 26. Wow. So this kind of...
0: Wow, they were married and had multiple
1: children? Isn't it one of so
2: them? so Kath, um, Kathy was married and had a kid. But oh. think about it. Kathy is from kind of like ruralish, semi-rural, suburban Michigan in the mid 80s, like that's gonna be some kind of prime time for suppressing your identity.
1: Yeah.
2: Settling down and having some babies.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kathy gets the kinda hint hint that uh uh stud Gwen is stepping out on her despite the fact that she's having an affair on her husband. Mm-hmm. to fall in love with gwen this is it's a lot so kathy is head over and heels in love with gwen and decides that she needs to find a way to keep gwen in her life mm-hmm. and gwen is kind of an idiot no offense as kind of gwen's kind of a fuck boy your traditional fuck boy with an eye and if you're in the community, you know who that is, you know who they are, they have tattoos that say Staten Island Strong and tell you that their favorite show is like the masked singer, things like that. This would be Gwen.
1: Like, uh, we're talking about a very
2: specific person. I'm actually.
1: favorite person ever. The masked singer. Oh my
2: god. Like, I, that's actually not even a person I know, but it's kind of like, you know, they're like, guess what my favorite quote is? Like, we believe in dreams. And you're like, oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, of course, too, um, if you're looking to keep your lover around and don't want them to leave you, even though you are married to your husband, um, you might want to start implicating them in murders. Oh. Prove <laughs> your love to each other.
0: That's what happens in the fucking... Uh- girl, right? Oh, yeah! That's what she does. Yeah. So... (laughs) I really relate with her. Uh, And I I think she's a 100% justified in everything she does.
1: You would, because you're part sociopath.
0: No, you cheat on me, I will fuck your life up.
2: So I... I I actually... So I actually kind of relate to that, because if you think about it, especially for the time, and considering it's, like, rural-ish area... People from Michigan are gonna yell at me and be like, "Bitch, Grand Rapids and Ypsilanti are not rural." I'm like, you know what? In in the case of talking to two people from New York and LA, anything that has like, if you can see a traffic light and wait there for less than um like ten seconds when it goes green, then you're in a rural area. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) Describe
0: urban versus rural. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yes, as in case our listeners needed to know. <laughs> um so she thinks she's being cheated on in 1987 graham entered the room of a woman who had alzheimer's and smothered her with a washcloth as um as kathy wood the femme acted as her lookout according to kathy wood this is a oh, this is according to kathy Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, woman with Alzheimer's in the Alpine Manor nursing home was too incapacitated to fight back. And, um, thus, she became the pair's first victim. And the death appeared to be natural, because she's fucking, like, has Alzheimer's and is in a nursing home, so an autopsy was not even performed.
1: Fuck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Kathy Wood claimed that Gwen Graham murdered the patient to relieve her tension, quote unquote, relieve their tension, and that each each of the two women, and let me reinstate that they are both lesbian women um, who are between the ages of 24 and 26. So if that's relevant to you and you immediately think, yeah, they could murder people, you're right. Because, honestly, truly, um, go to a queer party in New York. Get back to me. Then, each, each felt that the secret of the murder would prevent the other partner from leaving, thus cementing their bond.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like we've heard this story before. Wait, but, Not this story, but I mean, in murderous couples. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm confused.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Kathy, we, the story we know is that Kathy was on the lookout while the other one smothered her. Yeah. Kathy, we're thinking is the gone girl style going to blackmail the other one. So why does the other one care at this point? Like is Kathy threatening to go to the police and tell them this ridiculous lie? And then why would she care?
2: No, no, no. She is still all, this is still all in her head that this is going to, like, cement them together. Oh,
1: just in Kathy's head.
2: Well, this is something that's still up for debate, but as I share more details, this is something that I'd actually like both of, all of us to weigh in, and would also love listeners to weigh in, because it's one of those things that people still don't know, and the verdict is a little lopsided.
1: Okay.
2: So... Basically, they wanted to, sim- felt that this murdering of an Alzheimer's patient um, would cement their bond and prevent each other from leaving. Obviously. Um, over the next few months, apparently, according to Wood's account, Graham murdered four more Alpine Manor patients. Many of the victims um, ranged from ages 65 to 97, and almost all of them were incapacitated mentally and suffered from Alzheimer's. This is where it gets a little weirder. And by a little weirder, I mean, oh, so fucking weird. Like, just be normal, guys. But, again, these two are not very normal. Kathy testified <laughs> that the couple turned the selection of victims into a game, um, trying to choose their victims by, their, by the victim's initials in the nursing home to spell M-U-R-D-E-R.
1: Okay, now I remember that episode of Roanoke.
2: But that apparently became too difficult um, to find murder victims in their nursing home to spell it out exactly, which is such a weird reason to not murder someone. Um,
0: I feel like the U would be hard.
1: Oh, right.
0: But if you've already killed, like, it seems like at this point they've killed, like, one or two, right? Then you've already made past the U. Like, seriously, like, M, D, E, and R are, like, the most common first and last <laughs> names like Martinez, anyway. like, yeah, like e- Mark, freaking Rodriguez, Rachel. Ruby, like there's so many. You was gonna be the only hard one. Like, who are you gonna find like an um, Earl yeah. Alberto. Oh. <laughs> 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 so, like, first and last names? Those are like the best letters yeah. that you could possibly have.
2: And, yeah, I agree, um, which is why they're kind of dumb. Um, so, it only gets weirder yeah. from here. Um and by weirder, I mean <laughs> I mean it gets closer to not fine, which is an indigo girls joke, so that's another one for my for my friends. And basically, instead of spelling out M-U-R-D-E-R, they begin counting each murder as a day in the phrase. I will love you for forever and a day, which is a poem that Kathy wrote to Gwen. That's and a fucking different vibes. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Okay, so they switched to "I will love you forever, forever and, and a day. day." So we got yeah. I W W is gonna be easy. L probably is easy. Lauren. Lawrence. Lawrence, <laughs> if you will. F, again, it's going to be the heart, the first one, I. I
2: is going to be hard. See, Jamie, you're following this very logically, which oh. is not the case. Because <laughs> now they've switched from finding people with letters to counting each word in this poem as a day. Oh, so for great. Yeah. So for each, I, I will love you for forever and a day. So, what? Uh, I don't know how to count. That's eight or nine, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get it on her fingers, too, you guys. I think oh, you yeah, you can see it. Like forever, because
0: it's like kind of two words. I think you said forever, ever. Like, I I felt your confusion while well, counting.
2: Forever, ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Miss like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Sweaty. <laughs>
0: Why far, you hear the live sounds of us lighting a joint because
1: yeah, we've been here for, for so long.
0: For so long, we worn off and then watch Kayla, as I related to, my stomach's growling, I'm so hungry.
1: We need to order food. Um, as I related to laying with counting, I
0: related to Kayla with trying to light that and her hand was too sweaty <laughs> to like get a grip on the lighter and I completely know that feeling.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I hate lighters, and I get so nervous, like, if i want to date with someone, and we're, like, gonna smoke, and they're, like, they hand it to me, and I'm like, just do it for me. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to be cute, but really, I can't do it. It's only because
0: I've been smoking for 10 years that I feel comfortable lighting things around people.
2: Also, now we know it's safer to smoke than vape.
0: I believe it. Are you kidding me? The amount of tobacco that goes into
1: vaping... That's what I said. I was, I think I was talking to Stephanie and I was like, yeah, because people jewel because they think it's not smoking, but really you're getting like twice as many cigarettes, if not three times You're getting more. so many more. And like, it's funny. And I love my
0: cousin. She came out to visit me, but she vapes, and she vapes to try and quit smoking, which is like kind of how vaping started in a sense. Well, yeah, no, no, the yeah. The like, whole a
1: cigarette was like, here, this is like on the yeah. path to quitting. I think E-cigarette people
0: thought it would be successful because of weed pens, and I think they marketed it as, like, a way to stop smoking. Anyways, <laughs> she vapes so frequently because that's the other thing is, like, you, it's not smelly. So, like, oh. she'll vape in my car, and I don't have a problem with it because my car doesn't smell like smoke. Or, like, she won't vape in my house, but I wouldn't feel comfortable walking out into someone's backyard and smoking a cigarette and coming back in if I wasn't didn't have time to, like, wash my hands in between. Because I would know that smoke parents back. Yeah. So, like, she'll, you know, just, like, we'll be watching TV and out for, like, two pops. And um, like, it's so much more nicotine. The same way, sorry, I'm going to go on a, like, I support cigarette smokers uh, rant because I don't want to quit. And I feel personally attacked when other people attack cigarette smokers. Even though we all know it's bad for us. I really want to stand up for us as a group. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand. Um.
2: Anyways. God damn it, I lost my train of thought Aww. when I
1: did that. Jamie so do you
2: feel do you feel personally person <laughs> Jamie do you feel personally victimized by this jewel
0: <laughs> no <laughs> oh I don't know what I was gonna say it's like hookah when I was in college and especially when I was smoking young everyone else was a lot more not about it because they didn't understand how shitty life could be bad <laughs> life. wait five years you're caught up with me at 17 but they would always bitch about me smoking and smoke hookah. And I was like, do you have any idea? Just look at the amount of smoke that comes out of my mouth when I'm smoking a cigarette versus the amount of smoke that comes out of my mouth when I'm smoking a jewel or a hookah. Like, it's a lot. It's fucking
1: logic. Have it.
2: I think Philip Morris is fucking genius because they saw that young people were not smoking anymore and that they were smoking weed. And they were like, you know what? We're gonna change this. And then Philip Morris also used to own Kraft mac and cheese for a while. And honestly, for like weird additive things that we're all addictive to, like Philip Morris has it in the bag. Like I mean, I never jeweled because I I'm like over the age of twenty two and also (laughs) and also like I really hate when like people with e-cigarettes, they just like blow like cotton candy. (laughs) like, smoothie-flavored shit wherever the fuck they want, and you're like, dude, just because it's not cigarette smoke doesn't mean that I want to smell your nasty-ass artificial cotton candy, okay? Yeah.
0: The same way I don't like the smell of weed. I think it also smells like a
1: skunk. Some of it does. Isn't,
2: isn't like, skunky, like, skunky weed is supposed to be good? Like, people say, like, oh, that's skunky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Remember when you to me what dank is? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also
2: dank memes. You could have dank weed and you could have dank memes. Nothing.
1: We have to order. What do you want to order? I don't care. I just need to shove food into my face.
2: I need food in my face. Can I have some?
1: Yeah. Get out here.
2: I'm moving (gasps) at some point. Yeah. We'll when see. my mental, it's is like is together.
1: She told me for about five years she was gonna move before she actually did, but then I got
2: the so bus- I'll be there eventually.
0: All right, take us um, back. Yeah, sorry. Wow,
1: fucking All lost. right, be so to edit you guys.
2: So we get, so we're into the I will love you for forever and that a day.
1: Okay, that's why we got off track because it was so confusing.
2: Which is where I go back to the like tattoos that say like you know Los Angeles is awesome or like something where you're just like is this really what is the deepest deepest in your soul like that's what you want to be remembered by that's it that's all no metaphors there's no metaphors in that no. right. if I if I got a love poem that was like I will love you for forever and a day I would light it on fire and be like back to the drawing board bitch
1: That's the name of this episode
2: now.
1: Back to the drawing
0: board, bitch.
1: That was great. <laughs> I, could, I have
0: no words.
2: No. I can't think of her. The is back. No. And the, the trial concludes, so the poem concludes. Oh. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> the trial doesn't conclude. The poem concludes. The poem was read in the trial, which is super embarrassing for everyone involved. If it wasn't embarrassing enough that you murdered eight people, you also have your shitty-ass love poem read. The poem ends with the, ugh, the just, who wrote this? Thoreau? You'll be mine forever and f- <laughs> So it starts, I will love you for forever and a day. The last line is, you'll be mine- Forever and five days.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: That doesn't even make that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> I want. I, is the poem long? Can no,
2: that's it. Poem? I will love you for forever and a day. You'll be mine forever and five days.
0: It that's, doesn't even rhyme. Wait, that's it. That's all that there is to the poem.
2: That's the poem, apparently.
0: Nothing okay. in between. It's a short be a poem. poem. Between.
2: You'll be mine forever, and like I get it. Like when people say BFF five ever, like that's cute, that's funny. We're in on the joke. But you'll be mine forever, and five days. Like syntax wise, it just really doesn't work out as a joke or a love poem.
1: No, it's neither.
2: So this is, where, this is where I can't, I can't, I just can't. These two. Anyways, go to school. Take English classes. Um, revitalize the American education system. It's been rotting for a while, inside and out. So Kathy also testified that Gwen took souvenirs from the victims to help them relive the deaths. However, no such souvenirs were ever discovered by the police And Kathy portrayed Graham as being sexually, physically, and emotionally dominant in their relationship. So, I, this, this, I think, plays upon kind of some of, like, the trans panic and, like, butch phobia that you can really, like, play upon, especially in the 80s, because they see someone like Kathy, who's, like, this blonde housewife, turned bad by, big old butch uh, Gwen, and is like, oh yeah, she was physically, emotionally, and like this dominant. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, Gwen kind of seems like a little bit of a dumb person, but like, (laughs) a, a dumb person who also has no problem being an accomplice in murder or murdering herself. So, like, not a great person. This this is not a great duo. This is not your Tegan and Sarah. You don't want to see them at a Pride concert. You know? Like, this... this um, I do have to say, though, to add insult to injury in their mugshots, it says, Gwen Graham Top and Kathy Wood Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, they did do it correctly, I, well, who knows? Maybe they're switches. Maybe we don't know their true sex lives. We never will know and none of us want to know. The couple eventually did break up. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, when Graham began dating, so, um, so Gwen uh, began dating another female nursing aide who worked at Alpine Manor. The lesbian drama, wherever you go, nurse Alzheimer nursing homes, pride parties. <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter where.
2: L.A. nightlife, the, the gate underneath the bridge. There's lesbian drama, wherever it may be found. Um, Graham, Gwen, Gwen Graham, then blasts off back to Texas with the new woman and began to work in a hospital taking care of infants.
1: Oh, my, oh my God. God.
2: Thankfully, no infants were murdered, which is a very lesbian way to murder, where they're like, you know what? I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, we're killing, like, people who are about to die. So I would never kill a baby, you know, Mother Nature, Gaia. You're like, listen. Listen. (laughs) Listen, Gwen. All right. Um, So the murder investigation began in 1988. After Wood, Kathy Wood's ex-husband, who she told about the she told the murders to her husband.
1: What a fucking noob.
2: Yeah, so she told her ex-husband about the murders. Like, what a way, what a way to break it to your spouse that you've cheated on them. Like, right. by the way, <laughs> by the way, I'm a lesbian, or I'm bisexual.
1: Murderer,
2: yeah. And I'm a murderer. I'd be like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's start from the beginning here. Um. Because when I'm greeted with shocking breakups, which I oft have had in the past before all of my group therapy, I always like, I'm like, so in shock that I'm like, let's please start from square one. So, you know, it, that's, it's wild. So detectives question Kathy extensively. And most of the evidence and most of the, um, sentencing has to do with Kathy's, um, Story and her evidence and her personal testimony. She incrementally linked out ver- leaked out versions of her homicide, portraying Gwen Graham as the mastermind and hands on killer. So, like, she was just kind of there being like, oh, babe, murder that old person, please, for our love. And you're kind of like, wait, this doesn't make sense if you go back to the part with the poem. Like, there's things that don't make sense here. Like, if you're going to try, like, all right, I'm going to keep on going before I get too worked up. Uh, too worked up. The investigation led to the ex- exhumation of two nursing home victims who had not yet been cremated. But when medical exam- exam- examination failed to reveal physical evidence of homicide, which is not unusual when people are smothered, don't take this as advice, ladies. <laughs> no smothering, even though it's not detectable. The county medical examiner, nevertheless, ruled the death homicide, basing it on interviews Kathy had given to the police. Then warrants were issued for the arrest of both Kathy and Gwen. Um, and at this point, Gwen is long gone, like having sexy times with her new hot lady in Texas. This is—they've been over for a long time now. On December fourth through fifth. Um, There's there's no 4th or 5th. It's, I guess, 4th through the 5th. 1988, both Kathy and Gwen were arrested and charged with just two murders. Kathy was apprehended in Michigan, and Gwen was apprehended in Tyler, Texas. During the trial, Kathy was able to plea bargain her way to a reduced sentence claiming it was Gwen who planned and carried out all the killings while she served as a lookout or distracted supervisors. Gwen maintained her innocence, which, okay, Gwen, innocence is a little bit of a strong word to use here, Um, <laughs> testifying that the alleged murders were part of an elaborate mind game by Kathy. Despite the lack of physical evidence, the jury ultimately was swayed by the testimony of of Gwen of Gwen's new girlfriend so so Gwen's new girlfriend was also brought to the trial and it was revealed that Gwen had confessed to five killings so both of these stupid people told their like other spouses or like other partners about their murders if you're trying to get away with murder do not tell people. It's really that simple.
0: Wait, so they like, were co-murderers then?
2: So, so they, they, they were co-murderers. However, it is, I will get to this in a second because I have some more factoids for you. But it's kind of like insinuated that Gwen is just not that smart. Like she's just not, she cannot be the mastermind. Um, But that's whether neither here nor there. On November 3rd, 1989, Gwen was found guilty of five counts of murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. And the court gave Gwen Graham five life sentences. Um, mm -hmm. Gwen is housed in the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility in Pittsfield, Michigan. I am urging the ladies on this pod- listening to this podcast who may be queer, do not send prison love letters. Okay, <laughs> we've got that covered. And Kathy was charged with just one count of second-degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit second-degree murder. She was sentenced to only 20 years on each count and has been eligible for parole since March 2nd, 2005.
0: Oh, shit.
2: Um,
0: okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this sentencing.
2: I can't wait to hear your thoughts. And Wood is currently incarcerated in minimum security in Tallahassee, Florida, and she's expected to be released of June of 2021.
1: Whoa.
2: However, so this is a little, on June, on June 25th, right before our birthdays of this year, um, Kathy Wood's daughter, Jackie went on the Howard Stern show. And this is kind of a funny, it's not funny, but. When I read this quote, you'll understand, Um, and they discuss the story on his show, and Jackie says, my mom is actually up for parole right now, but the victim's family members are appealing, so it's taken a while for her to get out, but she might get out, and she stayed on the air with him for, like, another 10 minutes, but I love that. Like, oh, yeah, the victim's families are appealing, so it's taking a while for my mom to get out, but she'll get out eventually wow, I have such great trust in our justice system. (laughs) There is actually a true one true crime author wrote a book on them, which I feel like is truly, truly a disservice to this pair of serial killers, because they did kill quite a lot of people. And it is quite an interesting story. But when I look up news clippings, like when I go to the original sources, there's just not a lot written about them. And that's kind of sad for me. I'm like, dude, this has so much rich material and if one was to go deeper into this case, like how amazing. But everyone loves a male serial killer. The author's name is Lowell Caulfield. Um, Caulfield? Caulfield. Lowell Caulfield. Like, and he wrote a book about them um, called Forever in Five Days.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um,
2: and he it kind of told, it's a nonfiction book and it told a different story than the one that Kathy was given. And I'm gonna, I want, I have a lot of thoughts, but I've been talking a lot, so I wanna hear what you guys think after I say this. But um, a lot of um, firsthand accounts of friends, families, coworkers, others who knew her described Kathy um, as coercive and seductive pathological liar who delighted in wreaking havoc in the lives of others, Um, which honestly kind of, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. It sounds like from the Gypsy Rose story. Yeah. And Kathy planned, according to sources, Kathy planned the first murder after she found Graham with another, after she found Gwen Graham with another woman. So she involved Gwen in as insurance policy to keep her from ever leaving her. Mm -hmm. And then when Gwen left her anyways, as hackney-eyed plots to keep your significant other from leaving you for another woman often go, she leaves anyways, um, after the series of killings, Kathy was willing to put herself in legal jeopardy by disclosing to police to exact her revenge. And the book portrays Kathy as the psychopathic criminal mastermind who manipulated the prosecutor and the jury to punish Gwen Graham for life. Psychological testing also revealed that Gwen Graham could be easily manipulated, suffered from borderline personality disorder, same girl, and lacked the sophistication to plan the series of of killings let alone adequately defend herself in her trial wait um yeah gwen the butch one
1: huh okay keep
2: going yeah so the book reveals that um some inmates of gwen say that kathy made up the entire story to put Graham away for life the second is that she had done all the killing but framed gwen also for revenge honestly i don't believe that i believe that there are a couple of crazies, but I do think that the sentencing should have been more even.
1: Yeah. Um, I have thoughts about that. Let them loose. Okay.
0: Here's my thought. So, so, Kathy worked with the police, obviously, so she's going to get a reduced sentence. And so, like, when you're like, okay, she gets for second degree murder, right? Yeah. So, that makes sense to me. But I don't understand why she wouldn't get it for all the murders. Like second, she only gets it for one count. And I think that's where I like lose it in terms of being like a fair sentence is that mm-hmm. it seems like way more reduced that she only gets one count versus, you know, cause if you had seven counts of second degree murder, it would affect, it actually like, that's a, that's a level of murder that's going to affect whether or not you get out. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have like three, like first degree convictions versus like 200, it's pretty much the same story. Like, right. I wonder, so yeah, so that I think it's uneven as well, and I I wonder if it's, like, this idea also of, like, not being able to accept, like, I could see jurors thinking that there was this, like, sweet girl that was married, and she had her kid, and then this, like, psychopathic lesbian that's, like, clearly more, le- like, quote-unquote seemingly lesbian, then, like, comes through and manipulates her and destroys yeah. her life, and poor her, and this, Crazy Especially bush in, like, women. a rural yeah, area. exactly, where it's, like, oh, lesbianism, or, like, homosexuality is a sin that, like, they literally think comes from the devil, so they're gonna think that this Kathy girl was just, like, manipulated by a sin,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, it's kind of like a tale all old as time in the queer community spun out of control. Like, yeah. this happens all the time married women are like obsessed with butch lesbians and you're just like literally I don't know how to help you just like I don't know at this point in the 80s I could kind of understand now it's like I don't know what you want to do lady get a divorce I know it's not easy to stay together for the kids but like what are you doing come on like um it's it's kind of it's Trey Bizarre and almost every masculine person that I've dated or known has had relationships when they were younger with married straight quote-unquote straight women who just like they like can't control themselves they're so enamored and you're like geez take a chill pill lady
0: well and that's shitty because it's like that's how it actually is one side and I'm sure it's perceived the other way you know Mm -hmm. it's like not only is this person like it's a like calm down why are you so in love with me they're created as the one that's so in
1: love with the other person yeah instead of the one being desired yeah
2: yeah and that's where that kind of like that trans panic I think kind of plays a little bit into this too where like you see a lot of especially today like murders by trans uh, murders of trans women and the guys get off Like, the straight guys just get off. They're like, oh, well, it turned out, you know, you know, she didn't tell me she was trans. It's like, bitch, you knew. You knew she was trans. You loved her because she was trans. And then you murdered her because you're a shitbag person who is afraid of your own desires.
0: I was going to say, I think that also goes to um, how we view people, like, what type of people commit crimes in our community. Like, this whole idea about, like, how everyone's, like, oh, obsessed with Ted Bundy, and he's, like, this straight white guy, and, like, it's white privilege, and it is, but it's, like, in a different respect, I feel like it's because we don't think a straight, white, normal, good-looking guy would kill someone, that's why it's so, we're so obsessed with it, because we think it's so shocking, whereas, like, a lesbian story or whatever, we're not, like not saying this is true, but this is like I would imagine how some people start processes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not as shocked by a serial killer because they're like, oh, well, they're deviant. Yep, but that I expect
2: that exactly.
0: That. In the same way, like there aren't a lot of like hype about black serial killers. Mm-hmm. It's like no, cause that's it. that's true. How I think that's how they act in society or whatever, based on norms.
1: And, and actually, I forget what the exact year is, but when I was doing research for something else. It was it was accepted to kill a trans person if yeah. you thought they tricked you like that was like an acceptable okay. homicide. Yep, it was like for a two recent ago. Yeah,
2: several of the families whose family members were fucking murdered sued the owners of Alpine Manor for hiring dangerous and unbalanced employees.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. Shit. That's what you do. You don't go after an individual who might not have any oh, yeah, You gotta attack the, although I mm-hmm. doubt that nursing home had deep pockets.
0: I know. I, <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's like Ben Stiller and uh, Billy Madison.
0: Oh, God. It's been so long since I've seen Billy Madison.
1: No. No, no, no. Is it?
0: Yeah. Because you confuse it with Happy Gilmore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's happy, But it's Happy Gilmore, right? Because it's not the one where Ace grandma is in the... Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah it yeah. is Happy, it is okay. happy Sorry, that was a weird Adam Sandler break. That's <laughs> yeah, I confuse those two movies yeah. all
0: the time, and I don't know why.
2: No time. What?
0: Yeah, but it's like those. It's
2: okay. We still love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so Alpine shut down.
2: Alpine has since gone out of business, of course, but so the building now houses another nursing home called Sanctuary at St. Mary's. Oh, no. Why would you
0: have another nursing
1: home? A bunch of patients got murdered. Like, at least the building's already out Right.
2: Like, why not open – I don't know. Why not burn it down and exactly. don't put anything – over. You can't – be in Michigan.
0: You know, you really can't because there was an insane asylum in Albuquerque that was, like, right downtown. shut down. And now there's a hotel there. And there's the, like a most amazing rooftop bar, which is like not a thing for Albuquerque. It's like the fanciest shit in the world. <laughs> and I love that bar, but I'm like, we can't be here. Like, you know, this nothing should have been built on top of this insane asylum where Too people many have bad died. Vibes. Yeah, fuck that. My dad, my dad's undergrad is in psych and he worked at the estate asylum after he graduated. And he had a patient that he loved. It was like this old lady and she was like 70 and he was just doing like basic stuff there. So he didn't know, like, everyone's story. He was always, like, she was just really polite and, like, really, like, soft-spoken and, like, quiet and just kept to herself. And my dad, like, kept being, like, trying to figure out why she was in the insane asylum. And he was, like, all he could conclude was, like, okay, maybe she just has really, like, bad depression. But it was, like, she was still, like, talkative, you know, so it seemed like she was, I don't know. Anyways, dad's trying to figure it out for, like, months. And then he's walking down the hall this one day and there's this aide walking in front of him and they pass Mrs. Smith or whatever and she just straight up takes out a pair of scissors and stabs it into the aide's fucking uh, ah! shoulder. Isn't that terrifying?
2: <laughs> Holy That's shit. terrifying. Also,
1: they're my favorite part.
2: <laughs> okay, to be fair though, let's be real here. Like, I've been a psych patient before. No shame. So many people have. Um, and like honest to God, like if anyone's gonna haunt you, it's not gonna be a psych patient. Like, talk about people with like neuroses, like we're so concerned about ourselves and what's going on with ourselves, and like can't like figure that out that like we don't care about you. Like it's just like society's bias, being like, Oh my god, the crazy people are gonna haunt me. No, bitch, we haunt ourselves already. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was
2: great (laughs) anyways oh I have a fun I have a fun anecdote for you guys okay (laughs) um so I really want to share this on um our Instagram and Twitter as well for our viewers to see and for you guys to see um so this appeared in November third, nineteen eighty-nine. I have the actual because I'm a nerd and I did do my research, I went to the actual New York Times account. I took my parents' uh login info because you can you can actually read the actual newspaper from that day and the article like back to like the 1800s. Shit. Yeah. It made
1: me New York Times.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. And um uh, and um they (laughs) this this whole story this whole shebang the serial killer stuff it's literally the tiniest blurb on november 3rd 1989 section a page 13 it gets a little blurb and then a huge ad is underneath the blurb and it says the biggest art show in the village is at rug tower with giant pictures of rugs Oh my
0: god. (laughs) I love it.
1: Oh my god.
0: The same person that And I I wish doing the mug shots and lining them up top and bottom is also (laughs) doing the ads. That was also really good. New York Times.
2: Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, this is why we need primary sources because I would have just seen the text. But seeing the ad that is the giant ad that's beneath this little blurb about these two lesbian serial killers, it honestly made my day. <laughs> made my day.
1: Oh
2: my god! And um, they also were featured on Snapped. Oh the yeah. The show Snapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We should try to watch that
2: after. That was the lethal lesbian lovers.
1: Damn girl, love it.
2: Did you enjoy that? I, I did.
1: did well you know the drill if you want to follow us you can go on either instagram facebook or twitter or all three it's still going to be high crime pod um if you want to that was not peppy
2: enough. enough what This that not that that was that was a little lackluster We're not, wait, not, wait, wait.
0: i feel like you're the best for this
2: all right so if you want to follow us you could go to High Crime Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Do you want to listen to us in other places besides...
0: You can't do it because your computer freezes too much.
2: Oh, no! Listen to us everywhere. High Crime Pod. You want it. We've got it.
1: And if you want to let us keep... Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's just, that was just a rough 30 seconds. <laughs> go
1: ahead. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but if you want to really support us, give us five-star review because then the uh, Apple Podcast will keep acknowledging our existence and then maybe more people, everyone is losing their mind. We need to end this. I feel like Helene um, purposely trying to get my just, attention. Yeah, Helene is rubbing <laughs> her hair on the screen. But yeah, give us a five-star review. Email us info at Pod. We love stories. We love compliments. We love, we love money. water.
0: We love for me to have a new microphone, so I sound good. Send us money.
1: <laughs> and uh, actually, if, if people tell us that they would contribute to a Patreon, like, we'll make one, but I'm not going to make one if, if I don't know if anyone's going to do it. But Let's Patreon. that's the thing where you can give them money a month to make the podcast. What? Yeah, every podcast. That's, that's how Red Handed got to quit their jobs. That's how a last podcast on the left makes so much money,
2: and um, that's how the global conspiracy network of podcasters um, is currently working to take over the world.
1: Okay, we can't have another conspiracy theory. We need to end this because we never heard of we because you're you live in LA now, but you're still like New Mexico mindset, and you just don't know any technology. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie is
2: like the person who's like. Back on the farm, we used to call each other through a tin can and I called my cow Bessie and I was like, "Bessie, dinner time."
0: I <laughs> am terrified of dating apps because I don't think they're normal because we don't I know.
2: used to, <laughs> Jamie you you're can everyone in the whole town.
1: Yeah.
2: Jamie's like, you, "You're like um you're like I used to call upon my gentleman callers." by standing outside, waving my handkerchief, and saying, oh, boys, come <laughs> <gonna> get it, <laughs> out in New Mexico. You're
1: not wrong. <laughs> all I we've got all the sanity we've got left for you guys. Yeah. And oh, my God, I forgot that dogs existed. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I'm not sure that we're going to continue to be coherent. and she come Daisy's here
0: to the store with us because she's an emotional support animal, and I really do think I'm going to lose my shit
1: at a store when I'm. Yeah, high. just we'll just put her in a like little. Oh, you can wear the little pants. carrier. Perfect. Yeah, cause Daisy. Oh, my. a lot of times when I put her in a little carrier, people don't realize I have her because she's so little. She like it. I'll go through. Like I remember one time I took her to Ralph's and I was going through the checkout lane. <laughs> Helene's holding an, an action figure of a little unicorn
2: I was hoping that Daisy might recognize it as like one of her own
0: <laughs>
2: She's lovely. anyways
0: you know my cat back home can recognize we have this video of a fly because my mom watches n- nature shows and my cat like swatting at it on the TV I think that's pretty impressive Yeah,
2: that is impressive
1: <laughs> alright <laughs> goodbye. Smart. Bye! Wait, wait. Later,
2: Later, buds! (laughs)